This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Hello and welcome to another Who's Who at NASA. Today on the Who's Who at NASA podcast, we have Jeff Ding, aerospace welding engineer at NASA Marshall Space Flight Center. Jeff, you'll be leading a webinar with us in November about ultrasonic welding. Can you set the stage for us and uh, just tell us what ultrasonic welding is? Yeah, um, ultrasonic stir welding. It is a uh, solid-state weld process, meaning that um, being similar to friction stir welding, we do not melt the, uh, the material we're welding. We bring it into a plastic state, which is somewhere between solid and liquid. What are the advantages of, of this type of welding? Well, I've integrated ultrasonics through the stir pin as well as a non-rotating containment plate. Uh, the ultrasonics are, um, they operate at uh, 20 kilohertz, about four and a half kilowatts of power. And the advantages of uh, integrating ultrasonics um, is an overall reduction in welding forces in the process as compared to friction stir welding. Uh, by um, introducing ultrasonics to the stir pin, the plunge forces are reduced. And uh, introducing the ultrasonics to the containment plate, the Frictional forces are reduced as the uh, containment plate uh, traverses along the uh, weld joint during the weld process. What are the um, commercial sort of applications that you see for for this type of welding? Do you think? Well, I'm I'm hoping to see. Now I've just started the development of the process, but I'm hoping to see. Um, an increase in travel rate. Um, I believe we can see up to 20 inches a minute, maybe even faster. And uh, this would put the process um, in the same um, uh, class as other weld processes in the commercial sector where, you know, an increase in travel rate going as fast as you can means, um, you know, dollars to a company. So by being able to take a solid-state weld process and increase travel to be competitive with other fusion weld processes such as TIG, NIG, Electron Beam, uh, now this could be a value to the commercial sector. Also, by reducing the um, overall loads of the process. We can now, it is feasible to uh, integrate the process with relatively inexpensive off-the-shelf robots for robotic applications. Mm-hmm. And, and could it even play a role in manufacturing in space? Oh, absolutely. We are looking at the agency has to consider the, uh, you know, making things real-time in space. Uh, on board the uh, <clears throat> um, space capsule or in space. Um, right now, you know, we have the uh, 3D printer on space station demonstrating the uh, capability to make um, parts 
but eventually uh, you have to take all these parts. Let's say we do have the 3D printer producing um, uh, some parts of subcomponents in the event of a failure of some kind. Uh, there has to be a joining process to, you know, um, to take subcomponents and join them into a, an overall part. And welding is certainly uh, has to be considered. And so this is a uh, ultrasonic screw welding would be a safe process for the operator as there are no uh, high energy beams, uh, no spatter, uh, as you would find in electron beam welding, which it has been considered for uh, welding in space. Uh, so this would uh, produce a, a safe process for the operator and get the same benefits as um, other fusion weld processes. Is there an ease of use advantage with this type of process for, for those types of applications? Is that another advantage? Well, easier, it would be easier in respect to uh, protecting the operator mm -hmm. from any possible harm from using the process. Um, is compared to, say, electron beam, um, if that were selected, why, um, I'm, I'm sure in the development for in-space applications, it would be made to, uh, you'd have to consider all the safety and overcome all of those issues. Um, the same thing with um, ultrasonic stir welding in space, you'd have to overcome safety issues, but the, as I mentioned, the uh, safety issues would not be as severe as those experienced with the fusion weld processes. Why do you think uh, ultrasonic stir welding is, is such an exciting technology? Well, it has never been done before. It is certainly leading edge. Um, uh, early data from 2008 and 2010 and 2011 um, it's this data that I've generated um, indicates that it is feasible and it, it is doable and um, so we'll see uh -huh. <laughs> we'll, we'll see after we you know the development effort goes on so what is your day-to-day -day work now with the uh, ultrasonic stir welding technology well, it's uh, coming up. I've, I've just completed some initial wells to look at, and based upon the results, I will um, change the uh, uh, development effort, and I will eventually get into a design of experiments to um, find out what the uh, best parameters are for, for different materials, aluminums and um, aluminums and your heat-resistant alloys, such as your titaniums and uh, steels. One thing I have not done yet um, in the early development effort, I have not pulsed the ultrasonics on and off during a weld. And um, I think this will be beneficial to the quality of the weld as compared with welds done with the ultrasonics just constantly on through the weld. And, and why is that? Well. The um, uh, some of, one of the experiments that I did back in '08, I inserted the steel rod about half an inch 
uh, diameter up into the uh, tool holder, the spindle holder. And um, without this little uh, half-inch diameter steel rod, without it rotating at all, just being static, I turn the I turn the ultrasonics on. And if you take your slide your finger over the uh, steel rod, you'll find that it feels like it is totally lubricated. Turn the ultrasonics off, and then you will feel the um, um, you know the the friction between your skin and the rod. So we have a situation where if it's on, it's totally lubricated, and off, you know, it's just normal. Mm -hmm. So what this tells me is that in a stir-well process, we want to move the plasticized material in the weld nugget. We're, we're moving it from the um, from one side from to the retreating side, from the um, um, one side to, to the retreating side of the weld nugget. And you have to wonder, well, is this even possible by um, um, having the ultrasonics on all the time? Are we slipping through that uh, plastic nugget as we're trying to move from the advancing side to the retreating side of the nugget? Um, uh, I've done, it's just a theory right now, and um, I have to, you know, do the work and start pulsing it on and off to see what the effect is of the uh, having the ultrasonics on and ultrasonics off. I feel that when the ultrasonic, it, when you pulse it on and off through a stir pin, when it is off, it will act as a mechanical device to move the plastic material, as as similar to friction welding. When it is on, it will act as a device to increase travel uh, travel speed. Uh, it will reduce the shear forces on the pin as it's traveling through the weld. And um, that's what that's what I feel is going to happen when it's on. When it's off, it will it will be uh, a mechanical device. You, uh, I was looking back at one of our uh, create the future design contest entries, and I saw that you had won our 2012 uh, create the future design contest with your thermal stir weld process. And I, you had mentioned it earlier, but can you just uh, say more too about how it's how this is different? Well. Thermal stir is, it is similar to ultrasonic stir welding um, in that I have non-rotating containment plates um, and a stir rod and an induction coil for heating. And so thermal stir is similar to ultrasonic stir in that I have decoupled the heating, stirring, and the forging of friction stir welding so I can uh, control each element independently. Uh, thermal stir welding doesn't have any ultrasonics. And um, it's really designed, uh, thermal, st um, ultras thermal stir welding is designed for um, heat resistant alloys such as your titanium thick sectioned. I was very successful in welding half inch thick titanium, commercially pure and 
Pi 6.4 ELI. Um, right now, the ultrasonic stir welding, it's the, my prototype system. It is only designed for a quarter inch material and less. Um, it's just a test bed to characterize the process and show the benefits of it. Um, I do hope to get ultrasonics integrated into the uh, thermal stir process so that I can realize uh, the, the same, these benefits in the fixed sectioned alloys by using ultrasonics. And, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, ultrasonic stir welding and thermal stir welding will be very, very similar in nature. Um, in order to, uh, you know, pursue the technology, of course, it comes down to funding. And it's in these austere days, it's very difficult to get the level of funding to advance the technology to um, the next higher level. Right. So it's in a uh, prototype phase. And what is that next uh, next level? What's kind of next for uh, ultrasonic stir welding? Well, <clears throat> after we prove out the benefits, um, I guess the next level would be, um, I guess, to find a commercial application and then to uh, build the necessary uh, equipment to demonstrate this for a commercial application. Um, we do have a, uh, another weld system here at Marshall. It's called high-speed friction stir welding. And it would be relatively easy to remove the, the main uh, uh, spindle stack and integrate ultrasonics in it and then attach the spindle stack to the uh, machine. And, you know, this machine would have the capability of integrated motion. Um, it would be able to do uh, circles and complex uh, paths, uh, not necessarily just one straight linear weld, but it could um, do a number of different things. And this would be beneficial in uh, demonstrating the process for a uh, uh, application in the commercial sector. Great. Well, Jeff Ting, thank you for taking the time to speak with us here at uh, NASA Tech Weeks. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank you.